Katie and she said, no, Johnny wants to speak to me urgently. He just wanted to say to me, Daddy, just be aware, just be careful because you know what happened to Abel. <laughs> so I made it back safely. I'm okay. I'm okay. But it seemed like it, the theme was in the Old Testament. So uh, this morning we're going we're gonna to carry on with that regard. So when I, when I was praying about what to speak about today, uh, you know, you see your little slot coming up a few weeks in advance. I said, Lord, please show me. Please give me a testimony. Now, I want to say to you, uh, make sure when you ask the Lord that, that you're ready for the, for the, for the joyride you're, you're about to embark on. So I said, Lord, please give me a testimony. Please show me something. So as it happens then, uh, I'll share a little bit about that. So Katie and I prayed and we decided we need to sell a car and buy a car. Okay, so the situation came, there's an opportunity for that, and uh, the Wednesday, I was at home, very calm, I made a payment to purchase the car from someone that I know, okay? And so the Friday, I turned 40 this year, if you can believe that, so the Friday, we were going, going to go away for the weekend, so we don't go away on a lot of weekends, on many weekends alone, Katie and I, but my mom and my aunt's going to have the kids, we're going away for the weekend, and the Friday afternoon, the person asked me, listen, did you remember to make that payment? And I'm like, I do many payments on a daily basis, and I have a system checking myself, but when the person said that, I went, <coughs> let me just double check what I did here. So I, at first glance, it looked fine, but somehow in the middle of the bank account number, there's a wrong digit, and I put it in. So the money is now somewhere, and we're about to leave on this weekend away. So really felt the enemy wanted to hijack this weekend that we had, this, this weekend that we planned. So fortunately, Katie, godly woman that she is, we were driving and we were praying. So now the whole weekend, I'm, I'm, I don't want to wrestle about this. I'm aware the enemy wants to steal, and I either am going to believe that the Lord's going to sort this out or he's not. So... And the Saturday was my birthday. We had a wonderful Saturday. And the Sunday morning, we had breakfast together. And I said, Lord, like many other times, can you show me what's going on here? Can you give me a scripture? Give me something solid and that I can know what needs to happen. Because I, I, I don't want to go frantic now from Monday and try and do lots of silly things that one can do to recover a mistake that you've done. Please speak to me. So the Sunday morning, the Lord gave me the, the scripture for the sermon. So it's about the axe head in 2 Kings 6. So as soon as, soon as, I, as I saw it, I knew, and we were sitting there at the little table, and I'm like, Lord, well, all that I have in my hand is this butter knife. And I can, I don't know how it works in the modern day, but I can tap my phone with a knife, and hopefully, hopefully this will flow. Okay. <laughs> So this is where it started. So this is where it started. Okay. So I want to read for us this morning. Uh, but before we read, I'm going to give us a little bit of context to the scripture. Okay. I love, I love kings. I love the stories of Elijah. I love the stories of Elisha. They really s stimulate my faith. And I, I really believe as I was praying into this, the Lord wants to activate something in us. He wants us to be bold and to walk in a fullness of faith. So, uh, just a little bit of context about this, and I'll finish the, the butter knife story later. Don't worry about that. So, so 
uh, if you know, if you know a little bit about it, there's a portion where Elisha wants to go along and Elijah says no, and they ended up going together and uh, Elijah parts the river, they go through and he said, oh, I want a double portion. I like what you've got. Give me more, Lord. I want a double of this. And so they have the conversation and Elijah says to him, listen, if you see me going, you'll get a double, double portion. And then in the background there, they've got the sons of the prophets. They're seeing what's happening here. So next thing, the chariot of fire comes and there goes Elijah. And they're like, oh, you must be so sad. And he's weeping. And there's the cloak. And so he gets a hold of the cloak. And now it's testing time for him. Does he have the same thing that he's seen this guy that's been mentoring him and walking with him? Is it now the double portion? And all the, 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 the friends of the prophets or the sons of the prophets, they're standing there watching what's going to happen. And so I, I wonder how he felt with this little roll up the cloak. So, and he taps the water, the water opens and he walks through, okay? Then there's more miracles and I find them very interesting. There's one where they wanted to drink, they wanted to drink water and the water is off, okay? Something's wrong with the water and then they come to, Eli, to Elisha. He must, he must supply some solution. So, they come to Elisha and he's like, well, put some salt in there, okay? So, they drop some salt and then the water is fresh and they can drink the water, right? And then the next one is flour. So they've been cooking food and someone, uh, I think it's a, a poisonous bush or something that someone has put in there. And so the whole pot of food. Now imagine the expectation with eating together and now someone has gone and done, done that. So where do we go? We go to Elisha. Elisha, what must we do with all this rotten food? Put some flour in it, you know. <laughs> so he, they, they put a bit of flour in there and they taste and the food's perfect and they could all eat. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And now the next bit that I want to get to, I'm going to read for us this morning from uh, 2 Kings 6. And I don't have it in front of me, so I'll have to read with you. So uh, the title is The Axe Head Recovered. The title is The Axe Head Recovered. Oh, my guys are showing me. I do have it in front of me here. So let me just position myself here. Uh, the Axe Head Recovered. So let's read it together. Now the sons of the prophet said to Elisha, See, the place where we dwell under your charge is too small for us. These same sons of the prophets that's been along and seen what's happening. Let us go to the Jordan and each of us get there a log and let us make a place for us to dwell there. And he answered, Go. Then one of them said, Be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water. And he cried out, Alas, my master, it was borrowed. Then the man of God said, Where did it fall? And when he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float. And he said, Take it up. So he reached out his hand and took it. A few short verses there. But don't you, don't you just sense that there's something in there? Like when you read that, you're like, I think we all long for that supernatural. We all long for that, for that miraculous lifestyle. So let's look, at, let's look at a few lessons. And I'll, I'll jump into the lessons from the story. And then um, I'll finish the testimony there in the end for us. So 
So the first one there, I clumped them together because the more I started reading through this, I think at some point I was at 14 points and I'm like, goodness me, they're all good, but let's clump some of them together. There's, the more you read through it, the more you see, wow, I didn't recognize that in there. So the first one there is, it was a kingdom journey. It was a kingdom journey. Uh, th it was a building purpose. They were together, they were needing to expand. So, and I, I like what, what Pastor Dave was talking about the weeks before, about the story of our life, the journey that we are on. They were on a kingdom journey. And what had happened, they'd expand to such an extent where they needed to build. So, so they went and they said, Elisha, we need to go. They were seeking not to go alone. They wanted the, a blessing from their leader to, to go. And then he gave them the blessing. He said, go. But that wasn't enough. They said, will you go with us? Isn't that beautiful? We don't go alone. We go together. And we go with the blessing of the leaders. And they went together. They're on this journey. They're on this journey together. Important to note here that what, what type of a journey am I on currently? Does my story sound like that when I'm, when I'm on this journey. The next one there, you'll see the last one is a little bit bigger font, so there's a bit more meat on that one, okay? <laughs> I clumped a lot of the 14 in there, so. Uh, the next one is, the work is required. On this journey that we're on, that we call life, if you, you find yourself on a kingdom journey, work is required. We will have to work, work will have to be done. Building and expansion takes work. And now you need tools to do the work. Make sure you don't borrow the tools. When you do the work, use your own tools. The Lord has given each one of us tools. Let's help one another. Let's not borrow. Okay, then we won't have to stand and feel, feel ashamed that we've lost someone else's stuff. So there's tools. Can you build without tools? No, you need the tools. So it's horrible when you lost your tools in the process. We need to have a clear vision of, of what needs to happen. I mean, it's not an easy job having a log that you need to chop with an axe. I remember a while ago, I had a, a tree at my house and I was brave, but I ended up having to borrow a chainsaw to, to finish the job. You start out with, listen, I'm going to hack this down like a man, and then you realize, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is a log, okay? So, so this, is, this is not easy work, and they were hammering away, trying to get this thing down. So work happens. Chop trees and build. That's what they were doing. That was the name of the game. And then the last one there is unforeseen things will happen. I'm going to stand a bit longer with this one. Unforeseen things happen. Who of us have experienced unforeseen things this last week or two or month? We're just out minding our own business and then unforeseen things happen. The axe head falls in. Can't work without your tools. Work needs to happen and unforeseen things happen. What do we feel here when unforeseen things happen? How do we feel? We feel sad, don't we? We feel hopeless. We feel flustered. We make, they say, high emotions, low clarity. We, we want to we fix it. Our dreams are starting to fall down. They crumble. It chokes our faith. 
the faith that we thought we had in that moment feels like it's being choked out of us. It doesn't look the way that we thought it was going to look. It stifles our prayers. It becomes difficult to pray because you feel it so real in this moment. And it's then that we fight and we, we push forward and we pray into this. And I think uh, the importance that I also want to mention here of just saying the journey that you are on, in that moment is not when you want to wonder, am I busy with God's business? In that moment, if, if you're there by yourself and you've gotten yourself in that situation, then it's difficult, more difficult. Because should I be here? Should I have done this? And I'm relating this now back to the car story for myself as well. Thank the Lord that, Kate, that I could go back to Katie and I prayed about this. Lord, we had a release to do this. We didn't decide in our own strength to come to this point. And unforeseen things happened. You knew about this. We can stand. But oftentimes we go full of bravado because it's a good idea. And then we eat unforeseen will. And then we get more confused because we like, should I even be here? Should I even be involved with this? So Elisha asks, where did it fall? Where did it fall? He's proactive. It's an opportunity for a faith action. He's ready. What? Where did it fall? Okay. Not, not, oh, that's a pity. I've got an extra few denarii in my pocket because I'm the main prophet. Go and buy another axe and give it back to your friend. Where did it fall? Where did it fall? Okay. And something that I, I saw you like the butter knife idea earlier. Something that I thought was, why a stick? Like, okay, hold on. We're busy building. Stick, cut a stick, throw it in the water. Why a stick? Why a stick? Why salt? Why flour? Why a cloak? It's what he had. If there wasn't a stick and there was a rock, I'm sure he would have used the rock. It's what he had. But someone needed to take a step and activate faith and be like, this isn't hopeless. We're not going to stand defeated. Wait a minute, here's a stick. Let's throw the stick in. And it looks like he knows exactly what he's doing. And he does. But his faith is not in the stick. He just wants to activate faith. He wants to activate faith. He wants the ones around to stand what's going to happen now. But if there's no faith action, there's no expectation for a miracle. So we need to take an action. Okay. So some of the people at the hotel thought this man whacking his phone with his knife might be a little bit confused. I wish I could share the testimony with them as well. But um, by the way, what about gravity? What about gravity? You know, it's a, it's a universal law, you know. We can't live outside of gravity. Come on. I've heard that. I've spoken on that. What about gravity here? Isn't that... Uh, a limiting factor to the, the miracles that we should be performing in the name of Jesus. Gravity. It's a universal law. It's funny here that I was looking at the sizes of axe head and what they look like. Uh, it's metal. It's a metal thing. It's heavy. It doesn't float. Okay? It's heavy. It's not the norm. It's not the norm. It's impossible. It's impossible. But here's the thing. God is a miracle worker. 
He's a God of the miraculous. He wants to, mani- he wants to manifest himself in us and through us. That's his plan. I wrote this down. God proclaims his sovereign power over creation and shows his love and his commitment to his people. He wants to show his love and his commitment to his people through the manifestation of the supernatural. We are his people. We are his people. He wants to show his love to us. He wants to show his commitment to us. He's concerned when we are concerned. When the unforeseen happens. He wants for someone to step out in faith. We say we live by faith and not by sight. Yes? We live by faith, not by sight. Uh, But I'll I'll throw you, sorry about your loss with your accent. Sorry about your loss. But we live by faith. (laughs) So unforeseen things will happen. Unforeseen things will happen. move to the next slide see what I've got in there do we look like followers of Jesus or do we look like followers of Elisha do we look like followers of Jesus or do we look like followers of Elisha at first glance we'll be oh I'd like to be like Elisha I'd like to be a follower of Elisha there's many many differences between the two There's one big one. There's one big one. And if you look, Old Testament, New Testament. You know the biggest one? The biggest thing is old Elijah and Elisha. They couldn't give the Holy Spirit to their followers. They couldn't do that. His followers was dependent on him for the miraculous. Because they didn't carry what he had. We are supposed to be the modern day Elishas. We are supposed to be the the Lord's people, the church, filled with the Holy Spirit, ready for the supernatural. Ready to take action. We need to adjust ourselves and we, we need to understand that we are on this journey with Jesus, looking for Him to manifest His love and His power. This should be the the fundamentals. This is the basics for us. This should be the day-to-day, oh my goodness, there is an unforeseen situation. Where did it fall? Where did it fall? I don't know exactly how this is going to play out, but how can, we, how can we activate our faith and how can we see the Lord move in the supernatural? That should be the basics for us as believers. So... I'll color in a little bit more about the testimony here quickly before we do the last few things. Um, so Monday we came back from the, from the weekend away and I have a sense in my heart, Lord, I asked you for a testimony. I know you have this, but I can't see it. So what do I need to do? What's my, what's my stick? What's, what can I do? I've done the butter knife. Is that enough? Is the, is the next, is the next, is there more sticks? Is there maybe an email or a phone call to the bank or a visit to the bank? So uh, that week on Wednesday, I got an email from my bank and they said, we've exhausted all our avenues. Uh, we can't help you. 
So what had happened was I had put this money into a lady in Auckland Park's bank account. So all I know, I, I went to an ATM and I tried to do a cashless deposit with that account number and it showed me the name on the thing and I knew the name and the branch. So I played a bit of private investigator. <laughs> so now I know how to pray. Okay, this lady in Auckland Park has got my money. And I mean, how she can withdraw it. She can do with it what I want and then it's a, maybe a criminal case and then where, where will I ever see it again? So I'm like, Lord, oh, <laughs> you, you have a sense of humor. And now I need to pay the cost off. So uh, I was reminded last night that I actually paid for this car twice then because I paid for the car and I'm like, Lord, I don't know what we should do. I don't want this person selling the car being out of the money. So I paid for the car twice. Now, you know, if you've got a family and you, and you need to do a few things and you just paid the double blessing for a car, Lord, you, you've got a sense of humor. Show me what you're going to do here. So I had conversations with, I have a lawyer's friend. He said to me, you need a court order. It's going to cost you 50,000 rand. For this one, it's going to be heavy. I, and, and then I have a, an uncle. He's an advocate. He said to me, good luck. <laughs> I'll not give his number. Don't call him. Okay. <laughs> when, you, when, you hit, when you hit the depths of despair, don't, don't call him. Anyway, but, he, but the thing is, he was part of the testimony. So in, in the end, he was part of the testimony. So it's like, Lord, how can I acti keep activating my faith? With the next person, went for a branch visit. Now I know that it can't be done. So the biggest issue was this person had opened this bank account. The bank account was inactive and is now dormant. And the, they don't have up-to-date contact details for this person. And the bank cannot release this money back to me without the permission of this person. Upon which, if they find this person, this person can say, uh, no, I don't want to give the money. So I'm now, and the, the big thing is, I, they, the banks don't check anymore the name against the account number. So it's your responsibility, by the way. They have a thing there, when you log into your app, they say you've signed an indemnity thing. So just be aware of that. Double check the bank account numbers, okay? But it's funny, I'm, I'm often busy with stuff and I have to do a lot of payments. We just bought a bus for Sports Academy earlier in the year. I'm like, okay, that would have been interesting. <laughs> so putting a million rand in someone else's bank account, that would have been fun, a different conversation. But, so, but what the Lord started doing is um, kept building our faith up for this in the end. And so uh, we had a tournament in, in Grahamstown a few, a few weeks ago. And so now... Both, there's two different banks. Both banks have told me they can't do anything. The lawyer said I can't do anything. The police says I can't do anything. It's nothing is stolen, so good luck. So I then was on my way to lunch and my phone rang, okay? My phone rang and it was a lady from the other bank and she said, listen, sir, I uh, saw an email somewhere with your name on it and his contact details. I'm with relations with the bank. We just want to say, uh, follow what's happening, but we see the money is out of the other person's account now. Like, okay, thanks for telling me that. Where did it go to? <laughs> no, I can't tell you where it went to, but you know what, sir? Give me 30 minutes, I'm going to call you back. Okay? So I had lunch. 30 minutes later, my phone rings. This lady calls me back. She says to me, so I just want to say uh, that this ba the bank cannot move the money without this person's permission or the block being lifted. They need the permission to lift the block and then they need the permission to send the money back. But 
the money has been sent back to your bank account. So I said, well, I don't understand. How can after three weeks a payment be sent back to my bank account? And the lady said, there's someone in the banking area that did a journal and journaled the money back to my bank account. That's what happened. So I was like, I wanted you to do that from the beginning, but <laughs> I thought it was that simple when I eat the butter knife when I got it. No, but I thought it was that simple. But someone made, uh, she can't tell me who it was, someone made a, tr uh, a journal. So with journals, you can do big things, <laughs> seemingly. But so, and then the money landed back in my bank account. Now to this day, to this day, this is now, say, 10 days later, I still get daily emails from both banks telling me how they cannot help me. <laughs> okay? And I've called my uncle, and he, he said to me, is your axe head floating? And I said, yes, my axe head is floating. But I want to I wanna land it with this, with this story, and then I've got a few more questions. I want to land it with this. The, the, the thing what the Lord that did was, at some point, I was in double. I said, I like this car so much, I paid for it twice to two different people, okay? And I have to have a sense of humor, otherwise you'll cry about it. And so what happened is, this car, the money's back in my account, but how the Lord worked it out, I paid the money for the car, the money's back in my account, and we got money from somewhere else. So this car, the end story has cost me 5,000 rand. So I was almost in two car payments and a court bill, but this whole experience cost me 5,000 rand in the end. And a call. I got the call. Done. So it's worth it to walk it out with the Lord. I know a lot of people want the miracles, but they're not too prepared to walk, walk it through with the Lord. So my question would be, how can we keep activating our faith? How can we keep activating our faith? And then this morning, what is your accent? What's your accent? What's, what's happened? What was unforeseen? What, what's in the water? And where is it? Where did it fall? What happened? What happened? The thing is, if Jesus is not the Lord of our journey, what's the point? What do we have to stand on when we face good days and difficult days if he's not the one that's leading the way? So I want to ask, ask two things as I finish up here. Is what's your axe head? And how can we, what action can we take to activate our faith this morning for a miracle? A gravity-defying miracle. Maybe the Lord can send someone to write a journal for you. Someone that you don't know that doesn't owe you anything. And I'm aware as I was preparing this that oftentimes we find ourselves and we're like, I don't even know what journey I'm on. So I'm aware that some of us, most of us probably need the supernatural, need the miracles. But some of us might be wondering, I don't know where I'm at on this journey. I don't even know if I have the Lord in it with me. I'm facing impossible things and I feel alone and I'm confused. I don't know if I should be here where I'm at. So this morning, I want to give an opportunity as well. If that's how you feel, we can make it right today with the Lord. We can make it right with Him. It's not too late. Maybe we've, maybe we've, we've liked these guys, which uh, we want to go and build, come with us, and we've forgotten that part. We've forgotten, or we didn't know. We didn't know. Now we know. So, I'm going to pray, and then as we pray, um, don't you want to just 
continue with me in this prayer. Lord, I thank you that you know each one of our hearts, Lord. You know the plea of our hearts. You know the things that concern us. You know our journeys, Lord. You know, you know our journey, where we come from, where we're going. You know all of it, Lord. Oftentimes we, we face things unforeseen, hopeless things that we didn't see coming, we didn't ask for. And we, we go through the, the ropes of all the emotions, Lord. And people, people often say that it can't change. Lots of people say that it can't be done. Can't be done, Lord. We don't want to listen to them, Lord. We want to we wanna stand in a way where we activate our faith by the way that we live. We want to be the ones, Lord, that are spirit-empowered and are the ones working the miracles in your name, Lord, as we move around. Lord, we want to be full of faith. If, you, if you've experienced uh, an accident at the bottom of the of this, um, river and it's not floated, don't you want to put your hand up this morning? Don't you want to put your hand up? Lord, I thank you that you, that you see those, those dreams, Lord. You see those uh, disappointments. Lord, you see, you see what happened. Together as a family, Lord, today, we want to ask, where did it fall? Lord, I pray that you will speak to us, that you will reveal to us a faith action step, Lord. Simple thing that we can do, Lord, to stand and to keep standing, Lord. Lord, we're sorry that we've listened to the naysayers around us that says it can't happen, it's gravity. Don't you know how it works? Lord, we thank you that you are the God of the impossible, Lord. And this morning, Lord, we throw what we have, Lord. We throw it. We throw it all and we ask, Lord, work, work the miracle on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, that it's your desire to show your love to us, Lord, to display your power, Lord. We stand with expectation, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will confirm uh, for, these, for these guys what they need to do, Lord, as they sleep at night. Show them in dreams, Lord. Show them in your word. Give them something of substance to stand on, Lord. And we call in those supernatural things, Lord. We thank you that by your spirit you, you churn the faith in our hearts, Lord. We are expectant for miraculous feedback in the name of Jesus. And then if there's anybody here this morning, just while we while we're sitting like this for a little bit with our eyes closed, if there's anybody here this morning that's never embarked on this journey with Jesus, they've never experienced this, you've never felt this, you've never seen this, you've just experienced the hopelessness alone. Or maybe you've started with Him, but you've made a lot of choices in your own strength. I want to I invite you, put up your hand this morning. We want to pray with you as well. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see the hands. Anybody else? Lord, you can still put up your hand. It's not too late. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you see us. You see us, Lord. You know, oftentimes, Lord, we feel so alone. We feel isolated. We feel hopeless, but we're not alone. You see us. Your name is the, the God who sees. You know, Lord. Lord, today... We want things to change. Today we want to say, Lord, forgive us for going at it alone. We didn't know. We want to walk with you, Lord. We, want to, we don't want to invite you into our journey, Lord. We, we feel the tug at our hearts of you inviting us into your journey. Lord, we want to be on a kingdom journey. 
We want to be part of the groups, Lord, part of the people that declare about your goodness and that have mighty testimonies, Lord, about how you are moving, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you forgive us our sins, Lord, and that if we confess with our mouths and we believe with our hearts that you are the Son of God and that you have been raised from the dead, we will be saved. Give us something of substance to stand on for our salvation as we go on this journey, Lord. Help us to not try to go alone. Send the right people around us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.